Mr. Secretary, thanks for your time this morning. Uh, good morning, Tim. Tell thanks me about these me. new machines. I know that they're going to be on display later this week. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I think it's like Thursday at the library on Baxter Street. They have been making the rounds. I'll have them set up at the elections office on Washington Street downtown. We'll go to other locales before we actually use them. Our first opportunity is going to be in March with the presidential preference primaries here. Tell me about these new machines. Well, like I always like to say, it's similar but different. Well, first of all, we're going to have the electronic poll pad when you show up. So the voting certificates that you have to fill out, that's going away. You just show them your driver's license. It'll scan off the barcode and pop up uh, your name very quickly. And you'll be able to move to that front end of the line and get your uh, little credit card. It looks like the little vote card that we always had, the plastic card. And then that's what you put in the ballot marking device. And when you make your selections with the touch screen, uh, here's where it gets a little bit different. When you press the button, it'll be to print your ballot instead of cast your ballot. And then you have a verifiable paper ballot that you can hold, put in your hands, and make sure that you've made all the right selections. And then the voter puts that in the ballot scanner, presses the button, and then that ballot will drop into the box so we can do physical recounts for the first time in 18 years. Also, we can do an audit of every single election. And just think about how powerful that is to do a physical recount. So in Watkinsville, you had an election with 402 to 400. And so with the DRE machines, you just run the tape again. Here you actually go pull out the ballot and just show one for one person, one for the other. And I think that gives people that confidence that we've got the election results uh, correct and gives that, them the confidence that you know, we can move off of the election and not uh, worry about the one we just had and quit uh, trying to litigate it months after we've had an election. All right. Now, I want to make sure I'm right about this. I, I think I am, but Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger can make sure that I am here. You referenced the mayor's race there in Watkinsville, and we'll be talking with Bob Smith later in the week. Uh, Bob yeah. Smith, the mayor-elect there in Watkinsville, had 402 votes. Dave Sheeran, the incumbent, had 400, obviously a very narrow vote. Now, let's say that's you and me, and I'm the guy with 402 votes, and you're the guy with 400. That's when we close the machines and we count the machines. But we go back to the paper and we find I don't know, three or four votes for you. And, and suddenly now the, the margins are different, paper versus the machine count. Which one of us wins the election? It's the paper ballot. That's why it's so important. Uh, that's why I've been out to visiting election officials, uh, meeting county sheriffs, so they understand how important it is. The, the official ballot is the paper ballot. And that's why it's so important if you have 802 uh, votes in an election, that when you open up the ballot box, there's actually 802 ballots there. Again, uh, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger with us. You mentioned that we'll, we'll circle back to the actual machines themselves, but something that we'll get to before we even use those machines, uh, the electronic poll pad. Now that, if I understood you correctly, and by the way, I hope I did because I like this idea, I don't have to fill out that dopey clipboard anymore. You just scan my driver's license or, or whatever it is, exactly. and, and, and that does the work that heretofore I had to do by filling out that clipboard. Now my understanding is that there were what, four, five, six counties that used these new machines back in November, and the machines I gather worked well enough, but there were some issues in some places with these electronic poll pads? Well, when we had the pilots, it was six counties uh, with the ballot marking device, and then Cobb County did theirs with hand-marked paper ballot uh, as another test. So there was actually seven counties. Everyone used the electronic poll pad. There were a few issues in, a, you know, not just electronic poll pads, and primarily it goes back to just uh, training issues. And we had a, a very successful election in November. 
Uh, the error rate was 0.164%, which is incredibly low. Uh, but we learned a few things from that. And when we did runoffs in December for two of those counties, they went error-free. Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger with us, uh, 0.164. Mention that to mention this. You said error-free, actually, in the runoffs. I, I think a lot of people have this idea that that at some point in our past were these pristine elections, that the elections were just perfect until those darn electronic machines started showing up, and, and then suddenly they started getting hacked and people started tampering with the outcomes. I always submit to people, and it's my point that I always make to people anyway, is that every virtually every instance of election malfeasance that we can document here in Georgia, and sadly we can document quite a few, all of those involve the old machines, paper ballots or the old lever machines or some of the other things, the optical scan. Uh, we managed to elect three governors at the same time in this state uh, long before we had electronic voting machines. Exactly. We feel that the new system really is the best of both worlds. It gives people that, you know, a ballot that they can actually touch, feel, so they can make sure that they verify their choices before they actually cast the ballot. But then also we can do physical recounts on those very close elections we can have sometimes. But for 100% of the race, races, we can do an audit. And so even if it's a 60-40 race, we can audit it, and then we can verify that it truly was a 60-40 race. I think that gives voters confidence that we got the election results correct. Now, what do you say to those folks? It may be exactly what you just said, but what do you say to those folks who insist still that we ought to discard the electronic machines altogether and go back to all paper ballots? Well, if you did hand counting and uh, actually a paper, hand-marked paper ballot and hand counting, and that's what they want to do, you'd never get your elections done until about 3 to 5 o'clock the next morning. And so it's just not in a state with over 10.5 million people. We have 7 million registered voters. It doesn't make sense. But our systems are certified by the United States Election Assistance Commission. What's really uh, powerful about that commission, it consists of two Republicans and two Democrats. So nothing moves forward unless they both buy in. It's a true bipartisan commission, not a 3-2 or a 2-3. It's a 2-2 commission. And so they have certified the machines that we're using and many other systems that are out there similar to this. And then obviously we do our own systems testing before we put it out there, you know, in all the precincts. Uh, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger with us. Uh, it, it, it sounds as though that, that when I do encounter these machines for the first time, I am going to, there is going to be a degree of a learning curve for me, not only me, but for the poll workers all over the state. Now, I mentioned earlier we're sending the machines around town. I'm sure they're doing this elsewhere in counties all across Georgia, all 159 counties. The folks are getting a chance to see them before they use them. But a lot of folks want to avail themselves of that opportunity. How steep is the learning curve here? Oh, it's, it's, I don't think it's a steep learning curve at all. We first place we went to was a Gwinnett County uh, location. Then we went to a senior center down in Clayton County. We did the state fair in Perry. We had 3,700 people vote with that, uh, and we just got great feedback from everyone. No one was, you know, befuddled uh, by the system. It's very simple to learn. We went to the Columbia County Fair over in Augusta. A thousand people used it. What's really exciting here: county election officials all over the state are providing opportunities for voters to come out and try the systems at, you know, chambers, Kiwanis, uh, large churches. And so if you have a group of folks that like to, you know, invite your county election officials to come out there to do a demonstration, that's what they're trying to do before the presidential primary, do as much voter training, voter education. And then they're also right now working hard at, you know, educating their own poll workers and getting them, you know, up to speed. We've done two rounds of training of all of our 
election officials and regional training. We had a state convention with over 750 election officials and election board members there. And now they're, they're taking that down to the next level, training all their precinct workers. All right. Well, it, listen, if the folks in Augusta can figure it out, I like our chances here in Athens. Uh, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, another couple of minutes here. Uh, this so-called purge of voters and the numbers that have been kicked around out there. My understanding of what's actually been going on here, and, and you can obviously uh, speak more to this, elaborate here, but my understanding is what's going on here is nothing more or less than compliance with state and federal law that you do maintain voter rolls periodically. Regular list maintenance is a requirement of federal law. It's also a requirement of state law. And if people take a hard, objective look at it, what they'll see is people that hadn't had any contact or hadn't voted since 2012, those folks you know, prior to 2012, those are the folks that were uh, put on the, uh, the list to be removed. And that's because they had not voted, and when we sent two written notices to them, they never responded to that. In fact, we even went so far as to put out that entire list of 300,000 names and let it be crowdsourced. And uh, many organizations went ahead and looked at it, and they couldn't find anyone. Because the fact of the matter is that people move, and people don't ask for, for a permission slip to move out of the state of Georgia. So when they move to another state, they can be registered in another state, but they never circle back and let us know. So there's just no no way for us to really keep up to up to. Uh, you know, keep that up to uh, date. And that's why we have to do regular list maintenance. Now, let's talk to Secretary Raffensperger about what happens when people die. I don't mean what happens to them. I mean what happens to them as voters. There's this idea out there that somehow magically, the day I pass away, the elections office gets word of it and takes my name off the voter rolls. That ain't how it works, is it? Well, we do get death records from Social Security, but sometimes there's some things that fall through the cracks. One of it is actually uh, when people perish out of state. For some reason, uh, it, it, just, uh, it just doesn't work as smoothly as when people actually die in-state. It's one of those quirks of the system that was noticed. But also, uh, we are really excited that we are, uh, House Bill 316 authorizes us to join what's called ERIC, the Electronic Registration Information Center. 30 states are members of that, and that really follows death records much more closely. But there's only 30 states that are members of it. So if you move to those other 20 states, mm. we'd have no way of knowing that unless we get the federal uh, records. Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, another couple of minutes here. The other point that I continue to make on this is that we call this a voter purge. It strikes me as a little inaccurate regarding the people who've been inactive since, what is it, 2012. If they were voters, they wouldn't be being removed from the rolls in the first place. Exactly. We don't remove active voters. Uh, it's people that hadn't voted uh, it was really, the date was January 1st, 2012. So no no activity, no contact with our office prior to that. So you think about that, that is now pushing eight years. That's a long period of time. And so at some point, you, you just have to update your list. And I think that's very fair. We extended it for two years with House Bill 316 just to kind of go above and beyond the call of duty. Uh, Ohio's is about two years shorter than us, and it passed the scrutiny of the United States Supreme Court. Uh, one quick question in closing here, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, regarding polling places, because this becomes a controversy as well. As I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong, the Secretary of State's office nor the governor's office, neither of those entities are responsible for determining how many precincts we have in Clark County, any other county, 
or where those precincts are. That's not your purview. That's not the governor's purview. Right. Where the precincts are located is done and settled at the county level. One thing that we did say at the convention uh, that we have for election officials, that they better be prepared for we could have a turnout of over 5 million voters this year. This is going to be an election that is going to be very uh, heavily participated by both sides. Both sides are very excited. And I think people even down the middle are going to come out to vote. So you're just going to see huge turnout. And so we've just cautioned the election officials in those counties to make sure they have enough you know, polling locations open, they have enough machines at those polling locations. Because at the end of the day, we want to make sure that when you come out to vote, you're taking the time to vote, that it's a pleasurable experience that you're not standing in line for two, three hours. No one wants to do that. And so we've tried to do the best we can to you know, get that out there to care your election officials for huge numbers in 2020. Secretary of State Brad Rashburn, I keep saying March 24th for the presidential preference primaries. The early voting will start, I guess, around the 1st of March. Don't have the exact date, but obviously three weeks prior. So we'll get a look at those new machines uh, starting three weeks prior. Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, thanks for your time this morning. Oh, thank you, Tim. Thanks for having me.